Well, we all know how your day went. Your boss was a jerk. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Jerry, two cubicles down, argued on the phone with his wife all day. And someone stole your lunch from the fridge. And it wasn't even a good lunch. It was like a dry turkey sandwich with some old yogurt. The best thing to do now is sit back and enjoy the entertaining conversation about sports. Or you can listen to the Nick Bailey Show on Sports Radio 850. Because it starts now. Welcome into two hours of local sports talk radio. Yes, I already have a little more energy in my voice than I did at this time yesterday. I am slowly recovering. I feel like an addict. I am four days sober from uh, the UVA lost to UMBC. And uh, the, luckily UMBC lost in the second round, so we don't have to hear, hear their name over and over again, even more than we already do. Uh, but we will not talk about that game today. Instead... The NFL runs supreme. You have ESPN releasing a list, and uh, Peyton Manning tops it, at least for NFL players. Tom Brady's down well below Peyton Manning. We'll tell you about that list and how it pertains to uh, the the landscape of the NFL coming up at 4. Also, the NFL is changing some rules. And I know my man, joining me as he does every Monday and Tuesday, Jason Dick from... Austin, Texas, 101X. I was going to make an explosion joke, but I feel like it's too soon. Jason Dick, how you doing today, pal? <laughs> yeah, those don't go over well here at all, man. So what's the deal? Uh, what's the deal with the explosion? I saw the, the, like a couple little things. I see San Antonio, and Austin. What, 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 tell me, please. Yeah, uh, we live in a terrible wor- world full of awful people. True. Uh, Facts. And... <laughs> I mean, not not full of, but uh, you know, a small amount of bad seeds can ruin everybody's good time. Uh, yeah, so it's been actually it's been going on about three weeks now. It started uh, earlier in the month where somebody found a, a package on their doorstep and it was a bomb. It blew up and it, it killed a person. And then a week later, the same thing happened: injured a person. And then later, and this that is day, where, the, by the way, in Austin, Texas, Oof. like they, they were. <laughs> um, How close to you? You're like the your house where you are right were now. Actually, yeah, the first two were in East Austin, which I live in sort of Central East. These were a little more North Central-ish, so not totally in my hood. Uh, and yeah, there were there were three of them, and uh, they were all at the time. I'm not sure how much you want me to get into this, but at the time they were all uh, uh, targeted at minorities, so they were considering possible hate crimes. They were wondering if these people somehow knew each other or were connected. And then a couple of nights ago, they went to a, uh, a fancy white boy neighborhood and blew up one there and injured two guys on bicycles. So that can, uh, confused everybody. Now, <laughs> last night, there was one, there was an explosion that happened at a FedEx sorting uh, facility in San Antonio. It's actually weird because it was a package that originated in Austin, was addressed to someplace else in Austin. I don't know how FedEx works hmm. that they take it to San Antonio first. It blew up there, injured a woman there, and then they found another suspicious package today at another FedEx thing. Yikes. Uh, they believe that they're all connected, but it's not necessarily the case. It could be just we have a, uh, a handful of a-holes on our uh, on our hands here, but c- can't we all just be nice to each other? All right? That's I know it's a stressful brutal. time. Everybody's brackets are busted, but can't we all just... Can't we all just be nice? Why? Why does this have to happen, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Little little PSA. Don't, don't period, go and uh, put bombs in boxes. Yeah. There you go. Well, and that's the other thing, safe, too. Safe assumption. Now everybody has to be, like, I, and I mean, this is obviously the right thing to do, but I get 10 emails a day from our office coordinator about how we are not accepting packages at the building or whatever right now and how Ooh, uh, the yeah. news is just nonstop it says don't uh, to accept uh, packages you're not expecting a, uh, I man that's uh it's it's a it's odd that we even are having these conversations yeah, yeah. and now uh, i hate the fact that we're today, having these conversations but we're doing we're, we're doing good right. you're safe right as of today, your boy's all right, so uh, yeah, we'll do, do as best we can. There we go. Uh, there is, uh, like I mentioned, a, a lot of things to talk about. We want to hear your opinion on all of it, 627-9827, 627-9827. A lot of times, maybe I'll try to shoehorn in a, a, a guest saying, oh, this will work, Like, but there's nothing right now, and it, it's all Jason, myself, and you wonderful listeners, so 627-9827, 627-9827. In case you missed it, coming up at 345. 
And I have a, a live question for you at 3.30. Can I ask you the live question? Is that good? I love live questions. Let's do it, man. We don't need no guests. I agree. It's just us, man. I'm right there with you. Let's uh, get real here. Somebody that I don't know too much about, and he is uh, stationed up there in uh, up there in D.C., is Troy Vincent. He is the head of the NFLPA, Players Association. Uh, he is... Uh, a, a guy that gets brought up a lot. He's on radio stations up there in DC quite a bit. And I, I like Troy Benson. I don't know. He's tried to do as much as he could. I'm trying to make sure that I have that correct. He is the, oh no, excuse me. I'm thinking of uh, somebody else. Vincent is the executive vice president of football operations for the NFL. I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, so yeah. he is the uh, he's in charge a lot of the the rules and what goes down there. Yes, I mixed off with with somebody else. Good start to the show, Nick. Right. But remember, a couple weeks ago we came on and we should have played this really. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Because Hello. they released Back the they released that Des Bryant actually caught the ball. Ah, yes, Do I remember don't. This? I don't I don't need any darkness because this was brightness in my life, okay? <laughs> this is vindication. I've been telling people for four years now that that was, a ca- that was a catch and that the Cowboys belonged in the NFC Championship game, and now finally they have agreed with me. The football gods will make it right, Nick Bailey. Well, Troy Vincent had a conversation with Mark Maskey of the, the Washington Post in a phone interview, and we heard rumblings and rumors that the, the catch rule was going to be changed, and it looks like uh, they have done the, the the actions, and it has to be approved by everyone, but the language and the catch rule, it seems to have uh, going to be on a, on a way to make a lot more sense, which is good for everyone involved. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, of course. Of course, for, for Devin. It's the worst Bryant rule in the... And- it's a, it's the worst rule in the NFL right now. I mean, in terms of like it, I guess maybe second to national anthem protest. I feel like this gets more negative PR and more negative feelings for the, the NFL than anything else. So people that are like, well, we don't know what a catch is anymore. Um, I, the, the thing about the catch rule, I don't necessarily disagree with it. I just don't know what the heck it is. Like it's so convoluted and confusing that each time it seems like the refs have a coin and they're just flipping it in the air and they go and that's not a catch or and that's a catch and that's uh, that, that's not where you want your rule to be. So uh, Mark Maskey had the interview with the executive uh, vice president of football operations for the NFL, Troy Vincent, and he said that they worked backwards. I thought this was interesting uh, that they uh, went and looked at videos and said. Is that a catch? Is that not a catch? And then when they said, is that a catch? Is that not a catch? Then they went back and looked at the rules and said, is that a catch? Is that not a catch? And kind of changed the rules based on what they all agreed on. And that's that seems to be the smart way to do it. I would never have thought of them going through that method. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you write the rule to make it right, but it... The answer is so unbelievably simple, is that we all know what a catch is, all right? All of us who went out to the street at halftime of the game when we were kids and threw the football around, you know what's a catch and what's not a catch. Uh, I like uh, Mike Lombardi, former uh, GM. He's in the media now. I think he calls it like the sports bar rule. Like if you're watching the game in a sports bar, uh, just what is the, the – if you pulled the bar, they would all decide. They would make the right decision. Was that a catch or was that not a catch? And the the rule, as it has been up until now, where there's all this – if you're going to the ground, you have to complete the act of catching the ball. There's – once you make a football move, you become a runner, what, all of that stuff. And it's just – it's like – Anybody who knows about football can look at a play and say that was a catch or that was not a catch. And I don't know how, again, I don't know how you write the rule to make it that way. Just uh, <laughs> write in the, address the referees. Don't be a-holes. If it's a catch, give them credit. All right, so the the crux of the proposed rule change, and it looks like it's in advanced stages. If the NFL executive vice president of football operations is coming and talking to the media and telling people about it, I feel like it would be in advanced stages. So they said that the they plan to propose getting rid of portions of the rule related to receiver going to the ground while making a catch and the slight movement of the football while it's in the receiver's hands. No problem with that. I think that's com- completely accurate. That should be, you know, get rid of the 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 uh, the uh, kind of 
skewed view because the way it was written was just confusing. Less of like, this is right, this is wrong, and more of, I don't know if that followed the rule or not. So if you kind of get rid of the confusing part, and it tends to make a lot more sense. That's common sense, right? Yeah. Um, also, the committee contends to raise the bar by which an on-field ruling of a catch can be overturned via replay review. That's important because undisputable evidence was the word we hear constantly with these reviews. I feel like a lot of them were over, uh, overturned with very little indisputable evidence. Yeah. Uh, basically, the, the ruling on the field stands unless there is absolute clear-cut video evidence. That's how the rule has been. How are they going to – they're raising the bar, they say? They are uh, – they're, they're raising the bar in which they the, – the committee intends to raise the bar by which an on-field re- ruling of a catch can be overturned by replay review. So I guess they're just saying, like, you need to check more boxes in order for it to be overturned. They're, uh, the competition committee is seeking a common-sense approach that would be relatively straightforward issue of whether or not a receiver makes a legal catch – but that matter has been anything but simple for the NFL, writes Mark Maskey in the Washington Post, with a series of debate-fueling non-catch replay rulings in recent seasons, adding to the ever-mounting confusion. And I think one one confusing part that I hope that they they get rid of is uh, I don't I don't like the idea of the amount of time that you have to have the ball in your hand. They keep saying a football move. Yeah. That seems very subjective to the referee from like person to person. Like, well, I think that's a football move. Well, no, I think he needs to run three steps. Like, well, I think he only needs to drop his shoulder and be able to ready for a hit. Like the, uh, the, the, the subjective part of that, that's the, the, the issue that I have with the current rule. It needs to be, uh, taken out. Cause you remember, I think it was Jesse James, the tight end for the Steelers, got the ball and moved his body and went over the line, but the ball fall, fell out, um, fell out yeah, when it hit it the ground. And they were saying, the Patriots, he right. caught it and immediately dove for the goal line, but as he did so, when uh, when the when he hit the ground, the ball moved, and they said that he hadn't done a football move yet, and so that was technically an incomplete pass. Which... But what's a football move? Yeah, and that well, was yeah, that was exactly. a confusing part. So I have not uh, seen anything about removing the idea of a football move, uh, but I'm, that needs to happen now. I mean, it uh, again. I don't want to oversimplify this, but just is it? Look at the play. And be a reasonable, an expert on, uh, you know, the NFL rules and decide, is that a catch? Is that not? Here, maybe even, while what, if you have super duper slow mo HD 4K and you go down to each frame, there's all kind, you can nitpick probably every, you know, most catches that, that take place. Uh, if nobody questioned the play when they saw it in real time, let it be. That is the the Des Bryant play and the the the, uh, the Jesse James plays are perfect examples of nobody like on the defense when Jesse James scored that touchdown the the Patriots didn't immediately turn to the sideline and say challenge 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 mm-hmm. it looks like a touchdown it is a touchdown uh, but if you you've got one super over vigilant guy sitting in New York watching the replay who says up oh, actually actually hold on let's look again look again and that's what you need to get rid of eliminate that guy. Um, I just get rid of the dude that sits up there and nitpicks every single yeah, game. He's the worst guy ever. Don't be that guy. I I kind of enjoy that guy for like certain things. I mean, the, the, they could miss, but having having someone micromanage. I want to get the calls right, but it is again like when you're s- slowing things down and you're looking at these replays. The you know what and I don't even know if this fixes the you remember the Austin Safarian Jenkins play this year mm-hmm. where he scored he catches a ball going to the you know the front corner of the end zone and everybody thought it was a touchdown but in fact it turned out that he fumbled it through the back of the end zone oh that, remember we had a whole conversation that Monday yes. about the back of the end zone bit and yeah I don't know if this this changes that, that would fix that or not but it's plays like that where I'm just like hey your your fans the people who keep the lights on here they want that to be a touchdown so find the way I don't know how to write the rule but find the way to write it that that's a touchdown they are, I mean, I think the word overcomplicating, you've said before, just common sense. Yeah. I also think that the, the replay is, is abused. The going to replay, pausing the game for what feels like an eternity, I think that's abused. 
And I'm not completely against not allowing a review on a catch. Am I, am I ridiculous for saying that? Um, as far as a catch inbounds or catch out of bounds, yes. But a yeah. catch catch, uh, no, it's unreviewable. I mean, we have, yeah, we have unreviewable plays right now that are, I would say, are pro- it's probably like the fact that pass interference is not a reviewable thing. Uh, and, and the problem with that is then you're going to have offensive teams throw in review, you know, challenge flags all the time when it, when a guy grabs onto a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I want to be able to review it in a case where maybe the referee had a bad angle on it and you don't see that the ball like clearly bounces in and clearly or, touches the ground. But, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean but to, to, to use it as, uh, just as a nitpicking device where you're like, oh, hang on. When I do my super slow-mo freeze frame zoom in right here, you'll see that the ball slightly moves. And so, yeah, that's I just don't like that. Um, I I wish the refs were a little more humble and would admit, hey, we both didn't see that. Let's go to the booth. Because they seem to be a little egomaniacs and refuse to admit that we might not we might we might have gotten this wrong, and they don't want to call the replay on themselves. So how about the refs have a little bit of accountability and go, well, uh, yeah, we, we really didn't see that right. We're going to go ahead and replay it ourselves instead of them being, them allowing the team to do it. So instead, just on catches that, uh, you know, in the middle of the field, whether it's a catch or not, the ref has to call the replay review, but also they are inclined to call the replay review because, you know, we just didn't have a good angle on it. We're going to take a better look at it instead of having yeah. every freaking, uh, catch have a review now. If it's out of bounds, inbounds, I understand that. It's a, it's a bang-bang play. It's hard to see, if certainly with how good these guys are, to get their um, toes down, inbounds or out of bounds. Uh, but I, I I can't stand that every single catch seems to be reviewed now. It's the worst. And what is the, you know, maybe you take a page out of the NBA's book because they will go to replay under certain circumstances where they, they're not sure about something, but there's no challenges in, in, in basketball. How do, do you know how that works? I'm, I'm trying. And challenges and ba- oh, I think yeah. a lot of times it's just like we want to review this. Right. The, 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 the refs, the refs call it right. Yeah. That's what you're saying. The refs, the referees call. are not sure, so they're like, "Hey, let's take a minute and make sure that we get this right. I need help on this one. Give me mm-hmm. just a second. Or the, yeah, you maybe. ever seen them where like a three goes down and they call it a three, and they'll point at the 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 bench to be like, "Hey, I want to look at this again later. Right. I want to look at this, right. you know, at the next break to see if it was a three. And they'll come back from from break and be like, "Hey, they reviewed this three was actually a two, so they took one point off the board. And they're yeah. pretty good about making making that decision quick. I don't think you can translate that to football necessarily, that specific, the three or two thing. But yeah, it is a. But like, they, they call it, yeah, they, they kind of c- cover themselves with things like that. And I wish right, they allow the, that. the referees the power to say, hey, I missed that one. Let me have help on this one rather than challenging them. Just look at the name of it. Like the, the whole challenge system was like, I don't believe that you know what you're talking about, referee. I challenge. Uh, <laughs> it does create sort of a. You know, uh, refs against the team's mentality, which I don't think that does, that can't be the right way to do it. I kind of want a challenge card with Bob. I think I can uh, manage to get that. Just like a red flag I carry around. If he says something, I throw it on the ground and I get a second to have a conversation. I'm into that. Uh, I think everyone yeah. should have that with her boss. Just a red challenge I, flag. I think he'd say, uh, I own that flag, son. <laughs> back to, back, back to work. I'm literally giving you the ability to throw that flag. How about you don't do that, pal? Back to go talking on the radio. Eh, maybe you're onto something. All right. Take a break. When we return, I will ask you my life question and it's going to be a deep life question. I just want you to prepare yourself. Okay. So like, you know, right. buckle in, get your tissues ready. There might be some crying, might be oh, some laughing. Right. Exactly. Hello, darkness, my old no, it's none of that. It's not sad, but it's uh, it's still a question, nevertheless. So we'll do that. Uh, and your phone call, 627-9827. Nick Bailey, Jason Dick with you on Sports Radio 850, 96.5 FM. Ha! Welcome back to the Nick Bailey Show, Sports Radio 850, 96.5 FM. A lot more to talk about. Some uh, one-and-done news. Trey Young is gone. One of your Texas basketball stars is off to the NBA. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was never a... I mean, everyone knew. Yeah, every, uh, Mo, Mo Bamba was always just a uh, 
you know, a, a four-month rental for us. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, I'm all, I'm all, we, we kind of know that. We know how what's going to, we know the way it works. And uh, I, I'm not saying, you know, we, we've, we've said our opinions a thousand times on the one-and-dones, but I would like to talk about how these guys are going to do in the NBA because Trey Young is an interesting prospect, and we'll do that in the 4, yeah. four o'clock hour. Also, ESPN released, uh, releasing a list of the most dominant athletes of all time. The dominant 20 is what they called it, and uh, it's a, it is an interesting list. Put it this They're way, Peyton Manning is pretty trouble. high. I, I wonder if by talking about it, we're just giving them exactly what they wanted. They're like, hey, let's make a list, but but just fill it with errors. Just fill it with un, <laughs> un, indefensible decisions, and then everybody will talk about us, and, and people will flock there to see this terrible list. Right, which is, I mean, I heard a rumor, and it was, it was not even a rumor. It was a story. I think Awful Announcing put it out about the ESPN cycle, like, ESPN, somebody goes on the morning show, says something uh, ridiculous like, um, I think that uh, this is uh, Tom Brady's last season because this, 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 this. Then the next radio show or television show is like, well, on on this show, this said, and then it's a whole day of this one comment that they use. It's like an ESPN cycle that they do over and over again, and this list certainly fills the quota for ridiculous thing they talk about yeah. all day. Which uh, we will we'll definitely get into more at at four o'clock. All right, my my real life question. I want you to to understand that I am uh, a young man, and when uh, when I was in high school, I graduated with fifty people, forty nine actually, forty nine people was in, was in my graduating class, so a small class, and most of my friends went to away to college, and I stayed at home and got into radio and ended up going to Richmond, but but not going to college, not not enjoying the the college experience. So when they went, they went there, and we keep in contact every now and then. But for the most part, they're doing their thing, I'm doing my thing, and I don't really hang out with them anymore. So I'm finding myself in a place where I don't have a, a great amount of friends that are dudes to hang out with on a regular basis. You following what I'm saying here? All right. Yeah. Sure. But I'm also finding that as a a young man who doesn't enjoy going to bars, and that's not really the, the kind of friend I want. It's very very difficult to find friends, find guy friends to hang out with. Do you find yourself in that situation, and how do you solve it? Um, that's... this is a good question, right? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I say that you just. Uh... You know, you you open up the the radio waves and say, "Hey, Nick Bailey needs bros. Who wants to be Nick Bailey's bro?" Um, that's a I you know I, I have a my my situation is not really similar. First of all, I went to a gigantic high school. Mm-hmm. At the, at the time that I was a freshman in high school, we were the largest like incoming class in all of the state of Texas. Uh, there were something like 1,300 kids in my class. Now, by the time we graduated, we weren't nearly lar- the largest class because we, we had a little dropout problem over at Round Rock High School. Oh, uh, look at you. <laughs> um, you didn't drop yeah, out, I did you? I did not gra- drop out of high school, no. Oh, okay, I, uh, that's good. I, I graduated in the top 10% of my class and went on to the University of Texas. I will say, s- sort of similarly, when I got to college, I was already working in radio, and so I didn't like. I feel like I missed sort of the unique college experience in that I didn't spend any time hanging out, you know, at the quad, just chilling on the uh, the you know the lawn uh, up at the University of Texas because I already was sort of working in the field I wanted to be in, and I was sp- spending all my free time at the radio station. So I have like no college friends for okay. Yeah, and 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 through my mid twenties, all of my friend, all of my close friends were the same people who were my close friends when I graduated from high school, and uh, now you know I'm I'm old and six, eighteen years removed from high school, and so I I don't see so many of them anymore, and I have some some grown up friends, but yeah, I kind of experienced that for a while where I was like, man, I don't have any friends from the University of Texas. It's literally a campus of sixty thousand people, and I don't have any friends that I just met in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Ha- I wish I had a good answer for you. Uh, it's a weird. Maybe, maybe, it's a weird yeah. thing that you would you would feel like it'd be. 
easier to 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 handle and easier to find yeah. friends because like oh well technology is great like all this like, I don't know what the difference between now and then you know finding friends 20 years ago in the same situation right. would be a lot of people are like oh you got to go out and do things like I don't sure go out and do things but I don't want to go to a, a bar and drink and like meet people like that's that's not me so maybe my yeah. personality is not lending toward because I can talk to a stranger. I can talk to anybody. I just don't put myself in a situation to do it. So maybe that's the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but I was curious if you had any any uh, even, advice. Uh, even uh, like what, once you once you meet the once you meet the new friend, uh, I think Louis C.K. did a good bit on this back when we were allowed to laugh at him, <laughs> he was ta- talking about how he's he's got a new friend and it's awkward for him, like. Been doing some guy stuff, and you're like, man, this is going really good. I hope he's having a good time. <laughs> yeah, and then like, it's weird. It gets, gets to the end, and you're like, hey, I'd like to, like to do this again. I'd like to see you again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what I mean. It's it's hard to do it. It's hard to go find friends, I, and then so, it'd be like, hey, like, do you want to go hang out? It's like you're trying to date me. It's like, no, no, no right. never mind. I'm gonna go back home and never see you again. See ya. It's like we had that, or even like texting afterwards. Like, man, I had fun. Like that feels uncomfortable. I don't know what right. it is. Six two seven nine eight two seven. Do you have advice for me? Six two seven nine eight two seven at Island Boy ninety nine on Twitter. It's worse when you still live in a small town. I can imagine when you know everybody in the town already, and you're not really like great friends with any of them. Uh, that would be pretty difficult. You know, I live in a. I mean, everyone here listening lives in Hampton Roads. And we all know that it's a, a big town, it's a big area, but it's still, there, there's, I, I try to do meetup, like meetup.com, there's been a bunch of different things, like underwater hockey looks really good, but I don't know if, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I want to do things like, like uh, weird things, like I want to go try tabletop gaming, I want to try different things, I just got to find ways to do it. Yeah. No, somebody, Nick Bailey needs a play date. All right, somebody arrange a play date for Nick. I'm into yes. it. Let's make it happen. I will. Uh, I'll go hang out with whoever, whenever, as long as you're not weird. <laughs> Have you seen "I Love You, Man"? Do you, you remember that movie? Uh, I've seen. I've seen it before, but I probably couldn't like quote it or anything. It's, it's a similar situation, actually, because they, uh, Paul Rudd, he's engaged. And his fiance finds out that he doesn't have any dude friends, and so oh, I have seen that. Set yeah, him up with with dude friends, he ends up kissing one of them on the mouth, and then yeah, it's yeah. this whole thing. That's um, be careful if you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> uh, I, I I I like the idea of uh, trying to meet people and go out. I just gotta gotta find the right place, right? Find the right time. All right, let's uh, take some phone calls. Uh, is it Mark P or just Mark? Just uh, Mark in Virginia Beach. What's going on, Mark? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm in a, I was in a similar situation years ago. It's been a lot of years, but I moved here from a little town, um, in South Point, Ohio, 80 kids in my senior class. I uh, moved to what this was a huge area to me at the time. And, uh, my way was I, first of all, I joined a pool league. Oh. I love to shoot pool. I joined a pool league out of a little local place. Mm-hmm. And you play home and away every other week. I met a ton of people through that, both places. Um, I went bowling a lot on the weekends and okay. ended up in a bowling team when one of those guys is still my best friend down here that I've made. So once you, you know, you meet those people that you're surrounded around, you'll gravitate to one or two that have all the same interests. But the biggest one for me, and it was mainly meeting girls, but some guys, I had a washer and dryer in my apartment, but I went to a laundromat every Saturday. <laughs> oh, the laundromat. Because in Newport News, I was in Newport News at the time. I don't know if it's still there because I live in Portsmouth now, but Soap mm-hmm. and Suds had TVs and they had draft beer. Wow, so that's I a would, great uh, idea, by the way. the first half of whatever football game or whatever was on and do my laundry, and every chick in there was single. There you go. Wow, this is slowly turning into Adam and right. one, which I'm fine with. Uh, I know laundromats, I, are they, they still have the same excitement as they did? Because I feel like uh, all the old movies I've seen, a lot of cool things happen in laundromats. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know any laundromats anymore. Most of them are pretty shady, but there are a couple of cool ones. I don't know where you live, but you gotta look for them. Yeah, I live in Portsmouth um, too, so I'll have to go try to find some. Yeah, good luck. Alright, there we go. Mark in Virginia Beach. 627-9827, the phone number you can call as well. Uh, the laundromat idea is really good. I like how he said I had a washer and dryer in my house, but I still went to the laundromat. I was entertaining. Yeah. I um, thought, uh, yeah, I thought he was going a different direction there. I thought he was like, 
just, you know, I got a washer dryer. Does anybody want to come over and hang out? It's like, you got a laundry situation. You just got to be my friend for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. You can do your laundry at my house. Oh, that that's exactly what I thought, too. Like, you put on Craigslist or something, like, have washer and dryer, yeah. just looking for friends, which would be a little, uh, a, a tiny bit upsetting. I don't know. Uh, or, you know, sound a little desperate. And I'm not sure if I would reply yes yeah. to that kind of uh, thing. The the pool league bowling uh, thing is That's an good. interesting angle. Though. I don't idea. know if you're a, a billiards man, but I know Nick Bailey's all into video games. Surely there's video like games. video game competition meetup, land game, land right land party. Isn't that what they call? Yeah, that things? is what they're called. Yeah, but I don't know anymore. if they're, they're there. All right, Charles and Chesapeake has a good idea, and I'm actually think I think I've done this before. Charles, what's going on, bud? Hey, nothing much, man. Uh, I was just uh. I heard you on the radio, and I, I remember uh, backyard sports is a local thing that like people get together, play wiffle ball, mm-hmm. uh, dodgeball, sand wiffle ball. Um, they even have a bowling league now. Hmm. It's definitely a lot of fun, and uh, there's sponsored bars all throughout Hampton Roads. And after you play your games, you go to the sponsor bar. The winner gets like free drinks or free pizza or whatever the bar does. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, it's pretty uh... cool. Yeah, interesting. I th- I've done the backyard sports wiffle ball before, but I play with a bunch of people that I kind of knew before, and they were a lot older than me, and we didn't really hang out afterwards. But I, if I joined a random team, I bet I would uh, have a lot more success. Charles, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. There we go. Charles and Chesapeake, appreciate the call, 627-9827. All very good ideas, and a lot of them playing sports, which I like, which I enjoy. Yeah. The only sport that I refuse to play as an adult, is soft is softball because all the guys always are so intense. It's terrifying, and I'm not very good, and I feel like I would just get yelled at, and I don't want to get yelled at. I don't. I don't I, I'm going to pay uh, money to get yelled at. That's funny because I was just going to recommend. Uh, I yeah, I've been playing softball probably like 15 years now, and uh, yeah, look, you're gonna you're gonna encounter take softball way too seriously, guy. That's definitely a thing. Uh, but, uh, some of my, some of my bestest friends are guys who I just met playing softball, drinking beer. See, that's the problem here. You, you limited yourself saying, I don't want to go out to the bars. Drinking, it's what brings us together. Okay. No, it's I'm fine with like, go, unites us as a I people. just don't want to go to a bar and look for some guy. Like that feels weird. Yeah. That sounds definitely when you set it up like that, that, that doesn't. Cause that's what, you know, inevitably I would be doing. Is there anything wrong with that? Cause if I went to the bar with, uh, you know, with my, significant other then i'd be on a date with her and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like it wouldn't really go and i find somebody find like a dude to hang out with like that would be even weirder i don't know i I have a lot of questions about life and that certainly fits the bill yeah i'm finding myself uh you know oh by the way can i ask you something on the air that might put you on the spot Oh, please. I love that. Would you like to come to my bachelor party? I have a full oh. list of people to come. So I, I, I do have friends that are, are, you know, can come from out of town to go. The problem is I just don't have a lot of friends that are, live in Hampton Road still. Would you right. make the trip? We're going to go to Hell a Nats game. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. You serious? Hell yes, Nick Bailey. I will be the one complaining the whole time oh about how we gosh. haven't gone to a gentleman's club yet. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I, I love bachelor parties. What's the, uh, what's the plan? So we're going to go, uh, to a Nats game in DC and stay the night in DC and, uh, hang out and party and throw down for the weekend in, uh, Washington DC, which a place you've never been before. So that's yeah, great. Was, you check so many yeah. things off the list. We were just saying yesterday, D.C. is on the, on the short list of uh, American cities that I have not visited that I feel like I, I probably should. And so, yeah, you tell me when and where. I will be there, man. You serious? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Look. Yeah, probably. I, I like that. We've slowly gone to, um, no, I'm not going to. No, schedules by, you know, schedule permitting. Okay. Uh, I would love to do so. I, I'm not kidding. I like bachelor parties. I went to the bachelor party of uh, a guy whose wedding I wasn't even invited to. Uh, but his, uh, his, his brother was throwing him. I'm good friends with his brother who was throwing the bachelor party. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to bring Jason along. I know you don't really know him, but just having him there, you always have the feeling something crazy will happen. <laughs> and so as, as long as you uh, are fine with that energy at your bachelor party, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm absolutely fine with that kind of energy. What am I, uh, excited. What, what, one of my friends, just while I'm on the topic of bachelor party. How much of a violation do you consider this? Uh, he is throwing himself a second bachelor party now, not oh. because he's getting married for a second time, uh, but they're about to have their first kid. 
So he, he wants to. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. He wants to sow his wild oats again, have one more hurrah with his boys before he's going to be, you know, uh, uh, up up to his neck in poopy diapers. Uh, I think it's a it's an ambitious move on my friend's part, and I actually look forward to to going and having a good time. But it's in Colorado, like he's saying, "Hey, I'm having a kid, so everybody spend five hundred dollars to come to Colorado for a weekend with me." Mm. Uh, I, I I have a slight amount of who the who the f do you think you are when it comes to that? Yeah, I'm not a not a big fan of of uh, the travel, or it's weird that he's throwing himself a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's the thing. But we, I, I'm in for DC, Nats, Nick Bailey, Bachelor Party. Uh, so is it is it going to be this summer, this Yeah, fall so I'm getting married in September. We're thinking like August at some point. Already getting married in September. Yeah. Well, what can I say? Yeah. Can I I'm, like I'm just, excited. Just yesterday you guys were getting engaged. Now you're... <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm in, man. All right. Well, that sounds good. We will certainly uh, keep you updated on uh, you know what day exactly and uh, the itinerary. Whoever is planning it, I have no idea who's planning it. I've just been told the kind of sort of the plan. Don't worry, uh, Nick Bailey's fiance. We are not going to a strip club. I don't under know. No circumstances. I can hear your eyes, your left eye shutting over and over again, winking Definitely as hard as possible. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take a break. Actual real sports, in case you missed it, coming up after this. Have I tested you with this one yet? Oh, oh, I just talked to these guys. Did you really? Uh, they were at South by Southwest? Yeah, lovely the band. Were they good guys? Uh, they were really cool. I did not interview them, but they stopped by the 101X Day Party. If you want to see an acoustic performance, I think it's at 101X.com. I don't know how my website works, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that song. I think that song it is really incredible. Good. Uh, maybe because I'm also broken. But uh, was, Well, great. Guess what? I was trying not to play it all day. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> you, you made me play it. But something that makes me very excited. Hey, what? In case you missed it. You don't have time to look on the internet, but we do. Some of the stories you might have missed from the past day in sports. I'll start off. In case you missed it, the NFL, the XFL, will now have a, another rival. Charlie Eber, uh, Ebersol and uh, his son are making the um, Alliance of American Football. They're running out of names for these football what? leagues. Huh? It's going to be called the Alliance of American Football. They're creating a league to rival the NFL and then soon to be XFL. And, of course, um, Charlie Ebersol was one of the co-investors of the original XFL. Oh. Remember yeah. that? No. No? Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay. So, the uh, according to ESPN, former Colts general manager Bill Polian will help steer the league, while former Steelers safety Troy Palamalu will oversee the players. Former NFL receiver and XFL general manager J.K. McKay will oversee the teams, and ex-NFLers Justin Tuck and Heinz Ward will serve with uh, along advisor uh, serve as advisors along with Dick Ebersol. All right, mm. uh, Dick Ebersol, by the way, was the co-investor with Vince McMahon. His son, Charlie, is leading this new one. Uh, so the AAF has a lot of investors, including Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, the Churning Group, uh, which owns the majority of uh, Barstool Sports, by the way, and already has a TV deal with CBS. CBS will air the league's debut game as well as its championship while broadcasting one game a week on CBS's sports network, other games will be able to stream on the AAF app. How how many times are we going to try this before we realize, oh, uh, no, we like the NFL, we like college football, and that's all that we like. I mean, th th we did this back in the day with the USFL and then with XFL for one season, and uh, <laughs> Arena Football League didn't even make it, right? Yeah, like, I, I understand... To. That, that you know, football is the most popular game in the United States, and there is this incredible th thirst for live games in the in the broadcasting business now. But mm -hmm. I just I don't think people want another. I guess this must be ba uh, the only sport that I see this wor that, that it works where multiple leagues thrive is soccer, right? And I'm talking like international, international soccer. soccer. Yeah, and, and I don't know I don't know numbers, but I can't imagine all of them thrive. 
Or right. at least the top teams probably do, but soccer's weird where there's transfer rules, you can leave this, you can leave that. It's uh, it's an yeah. interesting interesting bit. So uh, in an effort to keep contests to two and a half hours, the league will have zero TV timeouts, will eliminate kickoffs huh? and extra points, and will use a 30-second play clock as opposed to the NFL's 45-second play, co- play clock. Um, okay, it's exciting-ish, I guess. How are they, are there, there's going to be advertisements on the screen then during the game? The broadcaster's going to read me ads? Like, I know they're not going to do advertising free. You said no TV timeouts, right? No TV timeouts. How's that? And, but they already have a deal with CBS. All right. Well. So I guess good for them, but uh, yeah. it will it'll be a rival to the NFL and then the, the new XFL, the AFF. AAF plans to debut February 9th, 2019, the day after the Super Bowl, while the XFL says it's shooting for an early 2020 launch. Yeah. Will the AAF be around to see the launch of the XFL? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm skeptical about all of this. It doesn't, uh, barely related. You remember we were talking yesterday, Roy, Rory McIlroy says we were. the fans are dr- drinking too much. Yeah. I am down for an XGA, okay? What's that? Uh, an XFL-style a golf tour like Ooh. the PGA, where I say like John Daly is. Yeah, just I was about to say he's the okay? not the spokesperson. He's the world number one. Yeah. He would Guys, kill people. The, the, the players they're drinking and smoking on the course. No more playing at Pebble Beach and Riviera. You're going to crappy munis in the middle of nowhere. Fans, you're free to cheer as loud as you want. Yell during people's backswings. I totally. I want to make it into the honky white trash golf tour. You tell me you wouldn't watch that. Oh, I'd be all in. It would be it would be a reason to go to the golf course. Have you ever yeah. wanted to go to the golf course even to see Tiger? You know what's crazy is this week in uh, Austin, Texas, the I believe it's called Accenture Match Play Championship is happening here. Ooh, uh, this is maybe the third or fourth year that it's happening, and I've never gone. I am a, I'm a bad sports well, radio host and sports fan. I uh, I'm considering this weekend trying somehow to make it out there. Now I'm gonna look this up and I'll tell you if it's worth it or not. Uh oh. Um, the W, where is it? Uh, WGC Dell Technologies yeah. match play? Yeah, it, it is a, it's not a, 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 a bad event. Like, there's some of the bigger names that come here every year. Yeah, let's see who's playing in this, and I'll tell you if it's worth it. I'm going to tell was, you right this uh, second. Last year, uh, Jason Day, is that his name? Australian down under golfer? Yeah. It was, it was here that he was suffering from vertigo and, like, oh. was dizzy and falling Dustin down. Dustin Johnson the course. won it last year, it seems. All right, um, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, uh, Adam Hadwin is the new up-and-comer, even though he's 38. John Rahm's like Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed. All right, yeah. okay, all right. Rory's playing in it, Sergio. Yeah, I mean, there's, okay, this is the, this, need, the, the top names. No Tiger, no, I just though. need somebody to uh, VIP hook me up with uh, some passes. Phil Mickelson will be there, Kuchar, Zach Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, you do, You need to get into this thing, man. You need to report live. Show up at the gate and be like, uh, me and Jordan Spieth went to school together. Not at the same time, but same place. Uh, so he said, it's cool. Can I just come in through here? Slip the rope for me? Okay, thank you. That is really uh, cool. In case you missed it, Nick Bailey, my yes. San Antonio Spurs, 89-75. to 75. They beat the Golden State Warriors last night. You, you know weren't there. Means. You made a profit off of it. Though. Yeah, I did. And I, I actually feel particularly bad for whoever... Paid all the money because they wanted to get those seats so that they could see Steph Curry. Oh, sorry. So they could see Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. So they could see Clay Thompson. Oh, sorry. Uh, you got 12 minutes of Draymond Green before this play was nuts. Uh, he uh, took a knee to the groin from Danny Green, uh, drive to the basket. Uh, that's just crazy because that's, that's Draymond Green's move. He's got to be the number one groin attacker in all of the NBA, right? Yeah, so I would agree. The fact that he had to leave with a pelvic contusion. Uh, the <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge had 33 points, 19 in the fourth quarter after the Spurs blew a lead. So the Spurs are able to win, important win for them because they are fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, but Swaggy P played 40 minutes in this game. You can you, you never pound your chest about winning a game where your opponent played swag, played Nick Young for 40 minutes. <laughs> That's the most minutes he's ever played for the Warriors in his entire career and probably will ever play again. Rough, uh, man, I guess good win for the Spurs, right? At the end of the day, when you look at the calendar and look at the schedule, you're going to see a W against the uh, Warriors, yeah. and we'll probably all forget everyone was injured. 
And at this point, yeah, they need every single win that they can get. I think we're currently, we, uh, <laughs> the Spurs are currently fifth place in the Western Conference, but there's just one game separating them and eight. So. Okay. I need that playoff money, man. Playoff. <laughs> do you get free tickets? How does that work? You're a season ticket holder. Uh, you do not get free tickets, but you have the first, I mean, the first opportunity to purchase the tickets that you had that season. And, uh, I think you can even buy some more if you want. Uh, but in, if, if you're in, as it's been alleged that I am in the uh, ticket flipping game, playoff tickets, that's where you really, that's mm. where you really make that. Well, I think the the playoffs seem imminent at the moment for for the Spurs. Uh, Kawhi's not back yet, right? Still, still has not returned. So, oh. and last time last time I heard, he hated the Spurs, and then he oh, liked the Spurs, and we're then back to, we're back to good. That guy, very weird. Uh, just in case you missed it, then it makes sense. In case you missed it, Stranger Things, a really popular television show that you can see on netflix they're going to start season three the filming will begin here shortly uh you're a stranger things guy right i i hate to disappoint you nick bailey but i have never seen an episode of stranger things Uh, i've heard some strange i know about 11 really really i know there's 11 and i know that uh the kid from it He's in it, the funny kid from It. Right. Well, he was in Stranger Things before It, so can you can you figure it out, oh. please? Can you can you give yeah, my man right. Finn a little help, a little help, oh, right. Mike in the, no. in the show? Uh, well, the actors that we we're talking about are well paid. They were getting paid twenty thousand per episode in season two. Now two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per episode wow. for season three. These kids are set for life, no matter what. Yeah, happens. so it's, it's all kids, right? These little kids are getting a quarter million dollars per episode. Per episode, that is where Netflix. Where did you get all this money? They were spending I mean, over a billion dollars on original programming last year. I, they have to be like just. I, I don't understand how business works. Well, you they, know how business they, works. Works. Think about it in your life. How many people don't have Netflix? Right. I, They're all I paying understand. ten smacks a month for that thing. But do they? Do they, do they have a billion dollars? Then I don't know that. That uh, I think that they must be operating at a loss or operating, you know, at break even, so that they can try and. You know, grab the for good monopoly number one market show. I, I don't know how business works. Uh, but Dave Chappelle, if you watch those two comedy specials, uh, that he, he released at the start of this year, he got 20 million for each of those. One of them is just a random drop in at the comedy store. He's sitting on a stool. Who is this? Doing- Dave Chappelle. Oh, who's my gosh. An incredible comedian. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's not like he curated this act for a year and fine-tuned it. One of them is him just sitting on a stool, smoking cigarettes, doing crowd work at the comedy store, and he got $20 million from Netflix for that. That's... <laughs> oh, it makes me really good, angry, actually. Good on you. Good on you, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, in case you missed it, Nick Bailey, stay in the entertainment industry here, but uh, Blink-182, my... 13th favorite band of all time? Well, okay, Some, right. Somewhere in there. Uh, they're, they're taking their act to Las Vegas. They have announced a Las Vegas residency. A limited run at the Palms Casino Resort begins on Memorial Day. They're, they'll perform four weekends uh, in June, and then they'll come back in October and do another four weekends. To me, Las Vegas residency is old, washed-up act trying to, to, to grab one more last money grab before I'm officially put out to pasture. I guess that's not necessarily. Prince did one. Britney had one there for a little mm-hmm. while. I mean, I was. I think Madonna, Celine. For for Blink One Eight Two, I'm like, that's not very punk rock, man. The Las Vegas residency, but I'll be there in June. So <laughs> you gonna go see him? You think? I actually, I I already have a a mid June trip to uh to Las Vegas planned for the World Series of Poker, and so I I am there while they are playing. It seems very <laughs> likely that I will what. Be there. You go to watch the World Series of Poker? I play in the World Series of Poker, Nick Bailey. I'm a, I'm a baller. You have no idea, man. How many bracelets you got? I have, I have okay. zero bracelets, but I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a profitable poker player sometimes, okay. maybe. I don't okay. know. I don't know how business works. As long as you're not losing too much money. I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm looking out for you. Thanks, um, in case you missed it, Southwest Airlines, you take Southwest quite a bit, right? Yeah, uh, they do fly direct to Vegas. That's my uh, my go to uh, 
my go-to airline. Yeah, Norfolk, unfortunately, does not have anything to fly directly to Austin. Had to go through that despicable city that is Dallas in order to get through. Where every turn you go, there's a Dallas Cowboys gift shop. It, was, it, it <laughs> gave me the chills. Yeah. Uh, but Southwest Airlines actually live-tweeted... The NCAA tournament updates to their passengers who couldn't stream the Xavier game on their Wi-Fi because it was so bad. So they just started tweeting at people what people what, what was happening. How about huh. that? <laughs> Southwest doing it big. Yeah, I, I mean, you could also say Southwest once again disappointing their customers, uh, but doing their best to make up for it, I suppose. So it all uh, started, by the way, because you have um, a girl named Renee said, paid $8 for Wi-Fi on Southwest Air, Southwest Air and isn't yeah. strong enough to stream March Madness. Hold down the fort for me, Xavier. Uh, Southwest said, sorry to disappoint, Renee. Please let me uh, know we limit access to certain high-bandwidth applications website. That said, you're up 34-32 at half. Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, she said, thanks, Mike. Any chance you could live-tweet the second half for me? Seminole's making a run. Two in contact going to the line. 421 to go. Xavier up. Or Xavier up 66-63. He provided 10 scoring updates during the second half. Unfortunately, as we all had to rely on at Southwest Air to give her updates. I've flown Southwest so many times. Now, like when I'm on a, a JetBlue flight or some, somebody that has actual TV, I'm like, wait, am I in the future? <laughs> How is this even possible? What, I've never been done? on a plane with, uh, like, oh, I actually, I take it back. I was on a, my plane from Austin to Dallas when I went to visit you. Um, was uh, had a television, but it's like a 45-second flight. So I started watching Baby Driver, and I was like, this is amazing. And they were like, please uh, sit your seats back and buckle your seatbelts. We're yeah. about to land. I was like, I just got through the opening credits. What's going on here? Right. Uh, and then my yeah. next plane, the three-hour uh, flight, had nothing. Had no, no, no help there. Yeah, yeah sorry, stunk. I blame you. I blame <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Yeah, can you move here so I can have you as a friend? Uh, there's a lot of people here that are going to miss me. Also, didn't you tell me it snowed in March the other day? That's a deal-breaker for me. It's true. I, don't, I, I think don't it's uh, man, a little secret. I think it's supposed to snow at some point today, so we'll oh. keep an eye on that, too. I know oh. D.C. is getting hit very, very hard with it. All right. Break time. Top of the hour. When we get back, ESPN released a list that everyone has a problem with. Did they do it on purpose? I think both of us kind of agree they might have. We'll discuss the list and what we would put on the list coming up after this. Sports Radio 850 and 96.5 FM is the home of the Washington Redskins, Virginia Cavaliers, and the Washington Nationals. WTAR Norfolk, WUSH HD2, Pocosa, W243DJ, Norfolk.